When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Work For It podcast today. Thanksgiving Day. Happy Thanksgiving. I am brought to you by the Makery Network. If you're not familiar with what the Makery Network is, you can head over to makery.network. You can check out all of the other awesome audio content that's available out there. Uh, You have a large selection of things to listen to while you're in your workshop, driving to work, or while you're just like hanging out around the campfire, it's a it's a great uh, group of guys and gals who hang out together, make audio content, podcasts, and uh, we're makers. It's by ma- it's by makers for makers. That's the best way I can put it. Today's Thanksgiving Day, and I got to tell you, we are uh, in that modality, the the gratefulness, the thankfulness modality, and I wanted to thank. Our sponsors, we have two sponsors for today's show. The first sponsor is IsoTunes. We are so grateful to you for giving us awesome audio uh, protection for our ears and then also being able to click on my favorite podcast or uh, Pandora Station, Spotify, whatever it is. It gets pumped right into my ears and, and it also keeps my ears safe while I'm in my workshop and my studio, which is completely awesome. And uh, we are also sponsored now by Empire Embrace- Abrasives. Empire Abrasives is uh, the leading abrasives company uh, selling awesome abrasives. And uh, they have decided to sponsor the Work For It podcast and the Housework YouTube channel, which is so exciting. I can't even tell you. I am super stoked to have an abrasives company. That was one of my first goals when I uh, started the Grinder Project, that I would have an abrasives company that would join me and uh, and basically uh, fill my studio with awesome stuff so that I don't have to buy abrasives and um, also give me a whole lot of cool stuff to play with in my studio and my workshop. Thank you to you both. Thank you so much for sponsoring what we do right here on the Work For It podcast and the Housework YouTube channel. I am joined in the studio by my my favorite woodworker on the planet. His name is Ben Jammin Butler from the Ben Jammin Butler Company. 
Say hi, Ben. How you doing? What's happening, man? Happy Thanksgiving uh, to everybody. Um, a little weird. We're a day early but to record this, but works out good. Happy Thanksgiving. It. It's good to see you. That's it. We're not like in the food coma just yet. It's uh, like yeah. coming. Yeah, it's, I can it's feel it. It's on its way. Yeah. I know. I feel it too. I'm Every year I always eat too much. Uh, I drink too much and yeah. um, I fall asleep way too early. And then I feel like crap the next day, which is why I always take the next day off. And then I do it all over again as if the day before never even happened. Because my right? favorite thing about Thanksgiving <laughs> is the leftovers. I don't know about okay. you, but a turkey yep. sandwich with man. a little bit of mayo and mustard on it. Oh, man. Yeah. A little black yeah. pepper. Man. Something yeah. about it. So are you uh, is it, are you a stuffing man or turkey or what's what's the favorite uh, favorite food out of it? Well, because of my Welsh-Irish background, I do have to say the potato is one of my favorite uh, things. So when you mix potatoes with milk or heavy cream, butter, salt, pepper, and gravy – you have an amazing combination that is yeah. just it's it's unmatched. There's no, no there's doubt. not a single food out there that can beat that. And then you dump all of your other food into the pile of mashed potatoes, like the stuffing, <laughs> yeah. the turkey, the vegetables, because it makes everything else taste better. Mm-hmm. That's very and true. It, it's almost a sauce. And then it is a sauce. So- yeah, it's like a sauce. It's a carbohydrate-based sauce that will put you in a food coma faster than any other thing because you don't realize how quickly you're consuming all of those massive calories and carbohydrates. Oh, no doubt. So, I, what about but, you? What's well, your favorite thing? I was going to say, growing up, my sister was mashed potatoes. My sister would eat them cold for dessert, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. It was pretty funny, but I would say probably the stuffing. Which is always a tough one because I think everybody's got their own little twist on stuffing, it seems, you know, or the dressing. Are you like Um, a stovetop guy? You like the the straight out of the box? Sort of the straight out of the, um, you know, uh, uh, loaf of bread, melt butter, celery, onions, you know, garlic, put it together with an egg and uh, a little bit of little bit of uh, chicken broth if you need to to moisten it all up and sort of that 10 pound you know thick dense uh, cut it with a knife kind of stuff not the stuff that falls apart but you sound like you know what you're doing so are you the cook of the house or what what's the story there <laughs> I've been yeah I've been known to cook um, actually for a short while when I was young considered uh, going to culinary arts school at one point but I was a teenager and my mom said, you know, you do realize that if you become a cook, uh, you'll never have a weekend off again. And as a 17 year old, I said, yeah, that, that doesn't sound like me. (laughs) My grandfather owned restaurants and he said the same thing. He said, if you start a restaurant, just remember that you're always working when everyone else is off. Yep. Yeah. And that is just, it's, it's brutal. So I I applaud those who have walked down the path of, owning and operating restaurants or working in restaurants. It's definitely probably one of the hardest things, hardest work careers yep. that you can pick. It's, for sure. it's a, it's a, it's a grind. I, I, I imagine I've not done it, you know, worked in some restaurants and stuff uh, in my time, but definitely a grind and, and an art form at the same time, you know, which is really kind of a, 
the the appeal or the allure of it. Um, but yeah, I love to cook. Actually, it was kind of interesting going to going to college. Uh, we used to have a big Thanksgiving party at our apartment in college. It was pretty pretty prolific. We'd cook several turkeys. We had dinner cooking in like five different houses around town. So <laughs> we'd make the rounds and check a turkey at this house, check a ham at another house. And then we all got together with multiple kegs of beer. And Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. We had the big turkey bowl beer pong <laughs> tournament. <laughs> that sounds times. like more fun than most family gatherings, actually. Yeah, yeah it was a know? whole different experience. And yeah, we went, yeah. went home and tried to pretend we were wholesome youth (laughs) (laughs) you go back you go back and talk to grandma she's like what have you been up to and you're like oh nothing just Just studying studying. (laughs) a whole lot of schoolwork and studying grandma you know oh here's five dollars right i think i'm gonna be a chef (laughs) yeah (laughs) changing majors that's it that's it oh man well hey i um this is the this has been the theme and and, and in fact uh, Jeremy over at Simple Little Life I have been catching up on all the Makery podcast yeah. uh, episodes so I, I've I've been blessed with some downtime uh, and when I say downtime I mean like my my tech business usually gets like really slow right around this time of year because okay. everybody's preparing for the holidays and. You know, we live in a migratory community, so, you know, people are driving down. They're not, you know, there's, oh, yeah. there's a lot of things happening here. The The big rush starts in about a week. But okay. um, so in the last a week and a half, two weeks, I've had a lot of time in my workshop. And that's been super, um, oh, what's the right word? It's like like therapy. You know, yeah. I needed it. You know, It looks I, like I, it. You can kind yeah. of tell just following your feet. It's you're getting all that time to work on the bench. And oh, man. Yeah. And great. the bench is done. So yeah. that. That turned out really great. I haven't shown like the final photos yet on Instagram because I'm putting together a YouTube video about it, cool. uh, which is close to being done. But uh, the the bench is completed. And then I, now I'm like a little ant and I'm going around all the like spots where I've been hoarding uh, hardware, you know, all <laughs> right. these like little bits of things oh, that have been you have floating all those around. Bins. Yeah. yeah, I got all those pack out bins. So now I'm like, yep. okay, now I can throw everything in there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is quarter inch. And, you know, I'm, I'm breaking down the bins by, you know, the thread size and how, okay. whatever it is, if it's like uh, wall anchors, I've got a whole bin for that. So I'm like really yep. getting organized. Labels was, and everything? or Nah, I'm like a Sharpie guy. Just you know, I just like it. Sharpie yep. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so I'm super grateful for being in the workshop and yeah. listening to all this great content on, on the makery because I've, you know, I've got my Isotunes headphones on. I'm like just chilling. I'm doing my thing. I'm building stuff, painting, filming all I'm in my glory, man. I'm yep. just enjoying myself. And oh, nice. so I've been, fo- you know, following along. I, there's a, there's so much good content on the makery but it's incredible you can, <laughs> i'm the same you way can, it's you can get sucked in like you listen to a whole day like i'll listen uh i'll get i'll do a theme right where i'll just listen to the art of craftsmanship you okay know, like just yep. back to back to back and dustin and devin are friends of mine and mm-hmm. they have i i can't tell it's like such a great mix of like people they've interviewed plus the energy between dustin and devin being that they're brothers yep listening to what they're up to it's it's really it's great plus great. they're youtube content creators so you know yeah. i totally dig it 
And it was cool. uh, They had the uh, music even mixed into the last one with uh, Matt there. Oh, I Um, haven't listened to that one yet. Oh, you love it. I haven't caught up that. Not completely caught up. The dude that plays the music on their channel. I saw. I saw the the photo. I I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy was talking about um, being grateful for what he has, and Mm -hmm. and you know, being great. Like for instance, he broke it down to his father just um, passed on a lathe to him. Yep. And he's just like, he's like, he walks past it and he pets it. And he's like, I'm so happy to have this thing. Cause you know, he had a shitty lathe before that he couldn't yep. do everything he wanted. And, uh, you know, and, and then also what I thought was kind of cool was he answered our question about oh, nice. the three, the three tools from the last episode. Oh, and sweet. he went in depth, you know, he talked about each one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you if you haven't heard that yet, you should go out and listen. To I it, certainly it's really will. Great. Yeah. Um, he, he was like, I can't pick three. This is bullshit. Why <laughs> know, only three? You know? and, and the reason I asked for three was because, you know, that's a quick and simple response. Yep. You know, yep. somebody could say I use this, this and this. I think but, that's why yeah. I stayed that one of the three immediate ones that I grabbed for the most, you know, because if I right. had to really get analytical about it, I'd be here for three weeks. Yeah. And, and he went into a whole long thing about, you know, when you do any kind of work on anything, regardless of what kind of job you do, that if you work with your hands, how many tools you need, you know, oh, the, Lord. a long yeah. list of things. So oh, that was super cool interesting angle, yeah. to listen to him talk about that. Yeah, I, wow, I, I look really forward and, to that. And I didn't know this, but his wife has an Etsy business. I'm going to have to reach out to him. I don't huh. really know what she makes. I think it's signs. But he said, oh, okay. like, right now they're just jammed up, slammed with, with work because of Christmas. So, I remembered him saying that on the previous episode, which is great. That's incredible. I, I'd love to hear that, you know, that um, I know some folks struggle with Etsy and, and how to start selling stuff. And, you know, one thing I really have always appreciated about Jeremy is he's willing to share insights into how that stuff works and what's working for him and, you know. And he's also willing to admit that, look, I can tell you all the secrets you want, but it, it comes down to working hard at it. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah. That's that's my favorite thing is like all these guys go, I'm not going to tell you how to do this. I can't. I can't. You know, they, they keep all their secrets, quote unquote, to the yeah. under their coat. But there really isn't a, there, there is, isn't a formula out no. there that you can just, you know, type into a computer and it pumps out success. No, the reality is, is it's you plus hard work plus an idea that might be original and some luck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's the um, I was just trying to look and see what the heck the name of it is, but um, a podcast about uh, businesses. I think it's an NPR podcast and I can't recall the name offhand, but that's one of the questions that he asks every uh, entrepreneur that he has on, you know, he says, um, what percentage of your success do you think you can directly attribute to, to you being who you are, uh, and the hard work that you put into it? And then what percent is just luck being in the right place at the right time or, yeah. you know, taking the right chance at the right time, call it luck, call it fate, call it whatever. But uh, yeah, I think you mix those two things together. You can, one influences the other, but. Uh, it does take a lot of work. And, yeah, uh, I totally agree. The, a good book to read is um, The Outliers yes. by um, Malcolm Gladwell. He'll he'll explain. Yep. I didn't used to believe in luck too much, mm-hmm. but he, he breaks it down. 
in a way that makes a ton of sense and then talks about like proximity, basically. Sure. Um, of course, you know, your motivation has to be there. Yeah. Uh, but your proximity to all of these tools and resources um, and even he boils it down to the color of your skin. You know, it's, yeah. these are all things that are uh, putting you in positions of uh, advantage and leverage. Sure. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't I used to get so pissed off when people would look at me and they go, oh, it must be nice. It's so you're so lucky to have all, you know, your business and all yeah. the tools and everything you have. And I I would look at them and I go, luck doesn't exist. Right. You know, I, got, I would get kind of <laughs> shitty with them. Yeah. I'd get angry, you know. But um, after I read um, The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, that that perspective changed. I still truly believe there's a lot of hard work involved in success. And I right. also it also made me um, really see the entitled differently, like with people sure. who have their hands out and stuff like that. They want certain things. So I, I, it makes you, it makes you think it's a great pondering book. Gladwell is an awesome author just to like get into and dig into. Yep. And he has a podcast, by the way, I don't he know does. if you've ever listened. Oh man. It's so he, good. Yeah. Duresta was on his podcast at one point, I think. No kidding. I'll have to I want to say he was, uh, I could be wrong, but it, it was one of those. It kind of shocked me uh, that he was on and it was a number of years ago too. Okay. So I have to look for that. Maybe I'll send Interesting. you a link. Yeah. So, so the theme of today's show is who or what skill are you grateful for? Because this is the season of gratefulness and, and, and how we, we measure our lives uh, by our, the series of successes we've had and all of the time that we invest in certain endeavors so I thought, how could I frame a question to our audience that would give us essentially a list of those who have inspired us to move forward with what we're doing as makers? And I, so I asked what name one maker or skill you're grateful for. And we got a, a ton of responses on multiple different social media uh, nice. outlets. Uh, Willie Choppers, of course, tags Mr. A-Bomb79. He has influenced me in so many ways. If you're not familiar with A-Bomb, he's a YouTuber and Instagrammer. He's a machinist, uh, and he's like one of the kindest, most nice people ever. Um, I had, I've met a lot of machinists in my life, and they tend to be not that way. They tend to be yeah. the other direction. They're very um, precise uh, people mm -hmm. um, with very little patience for ignorance. Uh, and he is not that way. He's actually such a great guy. And he lives in my great state, Florida, up in the Panhandle. Yeah. So I'm hoping at some point to go up and hang out with Adam. Um, Chop Knives, Mr. Craig Lockwood. He says, uh, Fetter Knives, uh, which is Jeff Fetter, for his crazy attitude towards work. And Mamasi Fire Arts, who is Mareko Mamasi, uh, for his relentless pursuit to excellence. This was well thought out, nice. by the way. Yeah. I really liked his responses. Uh, Florentine Kitchen Knives, a Tomer Botner uh, in Barcelona, Spain, um, for design and presentation, which I totally agree with. Uh, he mm -hmm. says, Fingal Ferguson for amazing finishes, which, again, I have to agree with. And Aaron Go for the factory thinking of his production of his work. And those mm -hmm. are all, that's an amazing response. Yeah. Uh, I, gosh, I really like you could unpack yeah. that for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You really could. I mean, all of those makers are just 
Yeah. Very, uh, and that he can name it too. I think that's kind of, that's really cool. Right. As, um, yeah. that, that stuff happens as we, as we share content on the internet and we consume content on the internet without even realizing it, you pick those things up, you know, but to put it into words and articulate it, um, no doubt Craig puts each of those pieces he mentioned into every knife that he makes, you know, at some point. So, whether you're whether you think you're learning or not, you're learning, you know, from from these people that are sharing stuff, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. That I think there's been some. I I, I when you look at Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, and you see yeah. these people who are sharing their skill sets. Yep. On those platforms, there's like there's a couple different types of people that somebody would look at it and think it's entertaining. Right. Yeah. And then another person would look at it and say it's educational or both, you know? Uh, And then you have to think about the person who's actually sharing it and like, what's their motivation for sharing? Yeah. Cause everybody's just different. Everyone's different. And, and you know, some of these makers that Craig has dug up out of the, out of the uh, ether on the internet, he's put them in the limelight for for good reason, but they yeah. would never want to be there because no. they're introverts. You know, they, they would rather yep. just let their work speak for themselves. Well, sometimes it's great to just hear from the actual make and you know, then they, then they go and, and discuss their processes and their motivations yeah. and their struggles. And what that does is, is it brings to the table, the humanity behind all of their amazing work. It does. And I, and I think you're right. You know, um, the the folks that um there are folks that set out sharing sharing uh content on the internet um i think some folks set out to be a content creator right uh, other folks set out to share a process uh and and still others to educate you know as a as a uh principle if you will um but uh, but a lot of the folks um, that are mentioned there, I don't think set, any of them set out to be content creators, right? They didn't, they're not learning a skill this week to present to you next week because they're pushing content, right? And not that either is good or bad or indifferent, but it's different, you know? And I think it's kind of neat to be able to, I always appreciate that look inside um, something that would be happening anyway, uh, you know, if, if they hadn't shared that content, they'd still be there pounding that metal with that hammer, you know, regardless. They just happened to start sharing it. Somebody shined a spotlight on it. And now a lot of people are viewing it. So that, that to me is just always really neat. <laughs> there, and there's a symbiosis, right? Because yeah. because of that exposure, yep. uh, they are able to sell their work Yeah, and then continue doing yes. what they want to do for a living because mm-hmm. you know they're they're being noticed and you know i think the i don't remember God, oh it was the, the art of craftsmanship guys they were talking about when you know the maker the yeah. price tag doesn't seem so outrageous anymore you right. know so when you see a 300 dollar knife and you're if you saw that on the shelf at walmart you'd be like uh yeah no no way yep. but if you watch Mareco. Uh, make it uh, on Instagram and yeah. you follow the story and you watch all the different processes that take place in order for that 
that piece of um, metal to be formed and shaped and all the things that go into it, it really becomes, it almost, in it tra- transforms your idea of value. You know, yeah. you have like a piece of that person and all of the hours that it took to fabricate that thing. So, yeah, um, yeah it's so. pretty cool. Tim Sway always said on, on their podcast, Reclaimed Audio, he always kind of has a beef with, uh, with other makers wanting a discount, you know, and he said, I'm going to pay another maker full price, you know, like I want to pay other makers more for their work. I know what the hell it took. Yeah, if anybody <laughs> yeah. should, should get pay full price. It's, I mean, of course I get friend discounts. I understand right. that completely. Yeah. That's like a gift. Like if I send you something for free or at a discount, just yeah. understand I'm giving you a gift. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, but yeah, no, of course I would never ask another maker it's to funny, discount yeah. his pricing. That's, yeah. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, Go ahead. The uh, family underscore AK says, definitely got to be grateful for the free hand grind ability and got to give mad props to Dave Irving at Evader Knives. Early on, I was about to give up on knife making because I just couldn't get the grinds right. But Dave was there with all of his skills and encouragement peace and keep on grinding. Yeah. I, nice. I don't know if you have followed Dave um on instagram but i do or on youtube i mean the guy is uh super inspirational um you know all of his his entire story which he shares uh very publicly and openly is um that in of itself is very inspirational but then his work is awesome as well so you metal and knife worker guys you've you've all got such inspirational stories us woodworkers are just dusty old cobwebs you know, <laughs> well, yeah, you guys are making cabinets. What the hell? Right. You know, come on, get, in, get into it now. Here, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now, I, it, it, I think what it is, is the, the metal workers and the knife makers and those guys, they're, they're not so much anymore, but they used to be a lot more rare, you know, sure. Woodworkers yeah, you're are, right. You know, that was, that's been a hobby yeah. forever. You know? And woodworking is, is so um, accessible, right? If, if you're going to start making uh, something of significance or, or usefulness, um, odds are woodworking's a pretty easy entry point. You know, three tools for 200 bucks from the depot and you're off to the races with, you know, a, a truck full of two by fours and you can slap together more bunk beds than you can shake a stick at. That's true. Yeah. And I think <laughs> metalworking's becoming that, you know, yeah. it's working towards that. I think yeah. that's kind of cool. But at, at the, yeah, at the same time, I find myself fascinated by woodworkers and what they're up to and the stuff that they've done because it's a very unforgiving medium whereas if you if you f up a piece of steel you can heat it up and redo it if you make the wrong cut on a piece of wood you you know yeah there's no board stretchers you can you can add on to metal all day long make it you know bigger but if i if i perform a shitty weld I can most definitely grind it down and do it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there is true. a lot of forgiveness in, in steel. Uh, Mike Lavalley, who I tagged in this post because Mike was one of the first guys that I met in the community. Uh, and he gave me a bunch of great advice on my first grinder build because he, he had nice. built a few grinders. Yep. So I wanted to shout out him and also uh ben's bites a friend of mine ben siegel he's a handle maker he's more of a woodworker he's getting into the bladesmithing side of things he built a revolution and this is a guy with a phd who has decided to take the path of a maker 
his story nice. is really great. And he's another guy that just doesn't care to be in front of the camera, you know, yeah. or on a microphone, but um, yep. such a kind human being. And he's, you know, he reads the books that I don't have the patience or the um, aptitude to, to read and then regurgitates it to me uh, nice. over the phone. So it's, it's really great. Um, I actually have a learning disability that I have comprehension problems where yeah. um, I cannot read that great. Like I read, but I, I, I have a very hard time understanding the words on the page. Yeah. Uh, I can read short things and comments and things like that. Um, so if I ever respond to anybody, it's typically via voice and or uh -huh. video and which is my preferred communication. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and then, so when, um, um, uh, the guy that came out, what's his name? Laren, um, can't think of his last name. The guy that made the a knife, uh, engineering book, the metal, um, the oh. geometry book. I have to look it up now. He was just on knife talk, but, uh, so Ben is reading it and then every chapter giving me the, you know, nice. the synopsis, you know, yep, the, the they're telling notes. me like the cliff notes on each thing. Like, yep. this is what I think you should understand. This is what That's I think great. you should know. Oh yeah. It's awesome. And Heck who does yeah. that anymore? I mean, come on. That's what an amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great, great setup. I mean, I so, like you, but I don't know if I'm ready to read. I know you're not going to be reading any books, right? Because I'm an audiobook guy. I just listen to audiobooks, but that particular book is not an audiobook. Like you can't right. have somebody read oh, graphs yeah. and charts and things. It just doesn't work like that. Well, and those so. technical books too, like depending on how they're written specifically, they can plan. They can be a royal pain in the pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, I I um I learn by doing. I'm very tactile. Yep, me too, so. honestly. Yeah. Me Mike too. actually calls out a whole bunch of people. He calls out Pirate Forge, War Crown Forge, and Wolf River Forge. And he states that they've helped him along the way and he had problems and these guys were always there to help. Nice. So that's another like an amazing thing when um yeah. uh, about this community is where guys get together who have never met, they get together through technology and yep. help each other from some other place like across the world even there's no know? barrier you know the uh the the greatest thing and i think twitter was one of the first that that really opened the door to this is that you can reach out to anyone if any if you have an instagram account that company or person or corporation or whatever is now possibly accessible you don't you don't need their phone number you don't you know all you do is reach into the DMs and, and send them a message. They may or may not reply, but just knowing that you have the ability to do that is power. You know, that's that's access to knowledge. It is. Yeah. I, I I think it's uh, – I think we live in an amazing time. So that that's yeah. – I truly love it. So And then Ben actually responded to this, and he says – Thank you. We help each other. It's a symbiotic, not parasitic relationship, which is something I've talked about a lot where um, and like guys like Gary V talk a lot about this, too, about mm -hmm. when there's somebody who is creating something educational or they're a content creator or they're online a lot. We get a lot of people asking us for things. Yeah. And the problem is, is we can't respond to all of those things. The best thing can you can do if you want to get in somebody's inner circle or even their, you know, within their peripheral is to offer them something they don't have, you know, yep. um, 
you know, all the time I'm getting messages. Hey, will you sponsor me? Will you send me a grinder? Will you give me this? Will you give me that? And, you know, I don't know. This is the first contact I've even had with this person. They yeah. want me to give them a $3,000 grinder. Right. It's like, no way. I'm sorry, but that's not no. how it works. You know, um, offer me something and let's do a collab. Let's, you know, let's work yeah. together. But, um, yeah. And, and I appreciate the, 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 I guess chutzpah is the right term or, you know, the, the, uh-huh. the gusto, you know, the, I appreciate that part of it, but relationships don't work like that. It's no, if, if it's parasitic, it's a problem. If it's symbiotic, it's, it's a great thing. It's so. a good deal. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. He calls out his wood guy, Dahlia designs one. Um, and mm. Tim Osterios, Osterios, T I M O S. T H E O S for being super helpful makers. So that's, that's awesome. Nice. Iron Shepherd Forge says he's got a huge list. Weldmonger, crummy welding, superior welding, uh, Brian Braze, Braziel blacksmithing, man crafting, Chad over man crafting. I love nice. him. Yes. Um, RPM Neil, uh, love his work. Uh, and yeah. hourglass ingenuity. And there was a big, love fest between those guys in the comment section. It was great to watch. <laughs> uh, Red beard ops, James over red beard ops. He says, Kyle Roy Royer knives, a legendary talent and great videos edited by Caleb Royer. I imagine they are related. Yeah. Um, so who did you have on your list? Who are, who are some of the makers that you are grateful for in your circle? Gosh, you know, there's uh, when I, like I have said before, I, I when I started out into this whole sharing on social media endeavor, uh, it was so eye-opening. You know, I think back because I had made stuff my whole life. You know, I always had a shop. I always had tools. Um, but I never thought of making as fun in a way. You know what I mean? I never thought of it as, um, yeah, as pure entertainment, and then seeing the world of YouTube through like Jimmy DeResta was one of the first, you know, this was four years ago or so. So he was, there weren't nearly as many folks doing it then, you know? <clears throat> and so to see, to see that he would build something just to see if he could build it, you know, like that was so inspiring to me. Um, in fact, I can remember, one day watching, I think it was the summer and my wife and, and the boys were back in PA for a visit to the grandparents. And Jimmy had made this little wooden puzzle box and it was, it was four pieces of wood that he cut 45. He made four pyramids basically. So it was four little pieces of wood that he made into pyramids on the table saw. And then he fit, he fit two or he fit three of them together. It was six pieces, right? Sorry. It was a cube. And he, so he made these two U-shapes for the, the puzzle box fit together. It was almost like dovetails sliding together. Um, and I remember just mind blown, you know, like, holy shit, I got to go do this right now. <laughs> you know, and to walk out and, and actually do it, it was like, and I'm not even going to use that. Like that to me at that time was so like just mind numbing, you know, because previous to that, if I picked up a hammer or turned on a saw or some kind of a tool, it was either to fix someone's house or to build someone's house or to fix something I owned or, you know, it was always to do quote work. 
And I think that that Jimmy's videos, Mark Spagnolo would whisper, um, and 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 some of those other longtime uh, YouTubers and makers. When I first found them early on, they were so inspiring, you know, to think. And you start, your head starts spinning and you go, holy shit, wait a minute. This is what these guys are doing for work. Like, I could I could build stuff for fun, for work. The fact that that exists and I now know about it alone is just awesome, <laughs> right? So it inspired you to think a different way, too. Totally right? different Change the trajectory of your life, right? I mean, you, yeah. you've watched this guy do this one thing and then you yep. realize, like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And then at that very instant, you started your path down to where you are now, which is, exactly. you know, making things for fun and yep. sharing the content and educating people. Yeah. I remember my first time uh, where it clicked in my head. I was watching um, Benjamin Naru- Naruda okay. uh, from not modern. Uh, what's gosh, I can't think of his cha- channel now, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Oh, uh, Ben Ueda. Ben Ueda, yeah. Ben Ueda, yep, 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 yep. yep. What uh, I can't think of the name of his channel. Homemade Modern. Homemade Modern. Okay, very good. Yep. So he made some. He made some concrete. Oh yeah, forms or something. Yeah, the forms that he was making. He was making concrete forms, and he made a lamp or something. Yeah, he makes some really cool stuff. And it blew my friggin' mind. And then I looked at the video, and I was like, "This has a million plus views or something on it." And I'm like, a million people watch this. And then, of course, you know, he's doing his classes and his clinics and he's selling yep. plans and he's doing all stuff. And I realized at that point, like, there's something to this. It would take me years to start my It path. has taken you years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It would start me down the road of, you know how it is. You're not, Now you yeah. watch one of his videos. And now you're watching Duresta. You're watching Mike Montgomery over yep. at... Um, uh, mo- uh, modern builds, modern and, builds. And, then, and then and then it's just a slippery slope right yep. of all of these things that that yeah. you now want to be a part of and you want to make and and that was the first thing so i i totally can empathize with jimmy Dur- with your love of jimmy duresta because he's one guy where i go no way now he's working with leather I now know. he's doing that you know and, and it's like one thing after another after another the you guy know- is so multifaceted I was I had the best conversation yesterday. Jack and I had to run to Home Depot. He had he had big dreams for tons of Christmas lights this year. So last year at the end of uh, the Christmas season, he and I went on a mission, you know, to, to buy cheap discounted Christmas lights. We loaded up on Christmas lights, and uh, so yesterday was the day. He he took pictures of the house, or I took pictures of the house for him. We printed them out. He came up with a plan, measure everything else, and so we needed I, we needed extension cords. So we pulled in, we drove over to Home Depot, just he and I. And on the way, we were just talking about um, solving problems and and how impressive it is what people can make. And uh, he said, you know. He said, Dad, sometimes it's just having a problem to solve. And he said, like, look at like that Jimmy DeResta guy. He's like, he can just come up with enough problems to solve in his head that he can make anything. 
He's like, I don't think he's like, he's really good at making things, but I don't think he's that good. He's just really good at solving the problems that, it, that he comes up with in his head. You know, he's like, whether they're the right solutions or not, nobody really knows, but they're a And no solution. one cares because they love watching it. So <laughs> yeah. they're like, hey, you know, the guy solved not only that problem for himself, right. but he also entertained us while he was doing it. Yeah, it was an but, interesting perspective, you know, because... It, at some level, it is all about solving those problems. But if you put somebody in a room with no windows or doors and, you know, just no tools, no nothing, and said, come up with a list of a thousand things to make, they'd run short at about 20. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's yeah. brain could come up with all thousand in five minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it, so it's kind of a neat, you know, just kind of a neat thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent. All right, I'm gonna get back to these comments because yeah. we got so many. All right, so Go the beard, the bearded beer man got a couple of them to start with. Trent over at 307 Driftwood, our main man, Mr. Trent Hill. Trent. Um, that's the one thing Trent is so good at. He's good at connecting with people on social media and then yeah. helping them and talking with them. He says, um, we have had some great conversations. He's very knowledgeable in many avenues and has helped me with a lot of things that I've been working on. He also pushes me to be a better version of myself, which is, that's, that's awesome. awesome. That's great. Um, little Valley Forge says Walter over at Walter white knives has always been a great coach for me. Uh, sack handcrafted knives says Helm Forge and Stonehaven knife works for taking the time to show me how to make knives. Um, Dave Irving chimes in. He says, I wouldn't even know where to start. There's so many people who have inspired me, including you, Brian, uh, your skills, uh, just for the skill of persistence. A lot of times we only see people in their best yeah. form, but we all struggle. Persistence is what turns failures into successes. And he always ends every comment with hope all as well. So Dave, we appreciate you, man. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah. Bre uh, Breck, yeah. knives says, I'm grateful for Jack Lore Knives, without whom I would not be the maker that I am today. Uh, yeah, I hear that a lot. Um, Jeff Feder says, I'm grateful for Dan Levine Designs. He convinced me to futz around with metal in 1992. Hey, kid, don't wait for your glue to dry. That's his, one of his quotes. And <laughs> Stones5353 says, Walter Sorrells. Uh, I don't know if you know who Walter Sorrells is, but he's got some awesome stuff on YouTube. Huh. And and that's all the comments. That, there was a lot of comments in there. Nice. And then I've got a whole bunch on, on Facebook, too. I don't I'm know if sure. we'll have time. But uh, one of the things I did tag was, or per people I tagged in my Facebook post, which was the same picture, was my dad. Yeah, I was uh, just going to ask who yours is. I saw that. Go yeah, for it. Yeah. It, yeah, my dad is a um, was an influence on me when I was younger because – he 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 didn't realize it but giving me access to all of the tools was just what i needed was enough you know yeah uh, he, he would be there if i had a question but for the most part he was working a lot you know those were his yeah. money making years uh and i would just be down in the wor workshop and i had access to all these tools that you know bandsaw and you know sanders yeah. and things like that um, so, uh, that is one person who has influenced me greatly. And I would assume there's a lot of fathers and grandfathers out there that are yep. makers and who and were, yeah, stepdads who were, you know, prior to YouTube, you know, now I think a lot of kids go on YouTube and get inspired yeah. by all of these peoples. And then, and then they go to their dad and go, dad, 
check this out. Uh, yep. I saw this guy do this. Can we do this together? And then dad goes like I did, you know, like, well, what does it do? <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or he's like, he's doing it wrong. Yeah. You just want to, yeah. You just want to build that just to build it or what? Like what the hell is it going to do? No. We're yeah. Not gonna that. Yeah. We're going to not buy <laughs> yeah. a $600, you know, whatever right. to make that. We're just, gonna but you're, you're also right. The, the, the other second most common reaction is, well, shit, that guy's making all that money doing that. I can do that. Yeah, anybody can do that. <laughs> and then they try to do it and they're like, shit, I can't yeah. do this. this right. Oh, and film it. Oh no. Sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Big Chips Music on YouTube says, definitely my dad. Probably wouldn't know nice. how to nail two sticks together if it wasn't for the old man. Uh, yeah. uh, Motivate Fabrication says, Keith Rucker, as his website has gotten me addicted to old machines and tools in general. That's a phenomenal website. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my buddy... Uh, uh, Pete over in the UK, uh, he goes by his name is Pseudo Nim on YouTube. He says, You, James Keaton at Redbeard Ops, and Aaron Lee, Kyle Royer, and Alex Steele. Those are all great, great recommendations. Nice. Yeah, great yeah. ones. Uh, yeah, so that I, I gotta say, I'm, I'm, um, I'm a little sad that Alec is actually back in the UK. I don't, I saw I, that. I, I'm assuming it's like a residency thing, and he also wanted to see his family, so. Yeah, um, but uh, he's still he, making stuff. He brought a bunch of tools with him. So yeah, I caught great. a video of his that said they'll spend several months over there a year now, and he's looking to build a workshop over there as well. So he's looking yeah, for power hammer and yeah, um, probably you know, as you know, as you get older and you start settling down a bit more, you start. You start realizing that wherever you live has problems, and sometimes it's nicer to be closer to family. And <laughs> absolutely, hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah, and I think that's probably good. it. Yeah, his wife is uh, from the UK as well, so yeah. I assume there's some of that uh, yeah. going on as well. They're but probably going to have a child soon. I mean, I would imagine that's the progression of it. Yeah, it works. So they already have the dog. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's step one. Yeah, when the when cleaning up the dog shit gets old, then yeah, then you're like, oh, now I want to wipe yeah. butts. <laughs> Can't wait for that. There's an idea. Let's wipe human butts. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Pick up human shit. So now that we've got our gratefulness out of the way, yeah, I want to talk real quick about it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm definitely. I'm not a big complainer. I. I complain to the wife. Nobody will listen that's anyway, about it. right? Yeah, yep. no one cares anyway. That and if and if uh, that's a piece of advice everybody should hear. Yeah, no one cares, so Nobody don't cares. complain. Yeah. Yep. Um, as you have seen on the Instagram feed, on my Instagram feed, I am building this uh, what I like to call Benchzilla. It's that this is massive, awesome uh, steel workbench, and it's everything <laughs> I've always wanted in a workbench um, love it i'm having a hard time finding anything wrong with it uh other than you know like i kind of like thought well maybe i should have some cabinets or something installed so i could have more storage but i was the gonna bins are just kind of cool that's what you man. need huh yeah. are you longing uh well number one is that eight foot long still as long the as the top is 10 feet long 10 feet okay 10 feet yeah yep. red oak finished with Tongue oil. Tongue I was going to go with your suggestion, Odie's, yep. but uh, did the timeline didn't work out. 
Tongue oil is a very traditional um, woodworking bench. Uh, Most, you know, a lot of the old Rubos and Nicholson benches, guys would put tongue oil on them because you can just throw a little, you know, they start getting a little dried out or whatever. You put a little more tongue oil on them and away you go, which is kind of what I was thinking with like that Odie's oil or or a a Rubio uh, monocoat, which is, they're kind of hard wax finishes mixed with oil, but basically... Uh, something that doesn't create a top coat, right? Right. As soon as right. you get that top coat, like a polyurethane, man, then you're just maintaining that film on yep. top forever. Which is what I did not want. Yeah. I just want, and so I kind of created a mono coat, like functionality with two yep. coats of tongue oil with uh, wax, paste wax, finishing wax over yeah. the top of it. Which, by the way, I bought that paste wax. Um, I think to lubricate my table saw or something. I didn't, yeah. I never actually used it for wood. Uh-huh. I am so impressed with how, you know, you, I, I mean, I dumped ton of tongue oil on it cause it just soaked it up. I yep, mean, I was it laying up. it on with a rag and it was like the rag was drying out. So I was just, <laughs> yeah. I was just pouring it on there because the Florida, you know, it's humid here. And then yep. you get, and then you bring the, the, table into the shop and it's dry in my shop because i keep my ac pretty cold yeah and i'm thinking to myself this thing's gonna friggin warp i mean right if i don't if i don't do something so i yeah. created um some slats some uh basic uh like down the middle i you know put some slatted slots in there so mm-hmm. that i could bolt it all down so it hopefully won't cup on me yep. but uh and then I, I but i treated both sides of the top so i there did the go. bottom first Good sealed that up you know and oiled it and then flipped it over and did the top and yeah. i'm not a huge oak guy i grew up around a lot of oak my, yeah my whole house growing up i grew up in a log cabin it was all oak and yep. pine and i in like i can't tell you like i look at it and i go yeah that's like my childhood wrapped yep, up in like a piece oak, of lumber yep. right uh but red oak if in this particular case it just looks so friggin cool like it, it looks the, i so mean the good. pictures look cool yeah, yeah just oh man i you know it's i've <laughs> i uh i have been dreaming of of a new workbench for a while now as well in fact jack and i were looking yesterday at those big tool chests and i'm like hell They've gotten so cheap, especially now with Black Friday and everything. I was like, man, I'm just buy one of these damn things and put it, you know, and then mod it, mod it out. And but I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go that route. I still have that traditional woodworker bench in my mind that I think is going to have to win out. <laughs> I watched um, Sean over at uh, Crafting the Life I Want. He's like, he's got oh, nice. a. It's a smaller channel. He's he's just yep. kind of starting out on um, YouTube and Instagram, yep. and uh, he's buddies with Dustin and Devin over at the Art of Craftsmanship. That's how I yep. met him. Okay, and and so he he actually built one of those traditional workbenches. You know, real thick yeah. top. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the vice and all. And, and, uh, yeah. I, I think he just put a video out on that, but if you watch it, his stuff, there's something interesting about the way, you know, everybody has their own spin on creating content or whatever. Yeah. Um, Sean, his are long form, which okay. I really appreciate. I and like it. I yep. like long form. I'll come back to them. You know, I may not be able mm-hmm. to sit down and watch all of their content at once, or one piece at a time, but yeah. I'll, I'll uh, like uh, Andrew Kalamata Cam- or Cam- mm. he's got this channel where he fixes tractors and okay. does all this stuff. I, 
his video, he 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 just put out a video where he enclosed the sides of his house because he built this house, shipping container house, like it's huge, it's like four stories tall. It's just nice. insanely cool. Yeah, and uh, he's like a get it done kind of guy, right? He, he yeah, he can do it. But anyway, that video is like over an hour long. And I'm like, and I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, who's got the time to watch it? I don't even know. It's probably got a half a million views on it already. Yeah. And it's been up for just a little bit of time. So they are, we are quickly proving that long form videos on YouTube are actually going to be a thing. I think it's short 10 minute things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, to some extent, I don't know if I can't remember who it was. I, I heard say this the other day, but, um, there are a lot of videos that I that I start watching and end up watching all the way through where I know damn well I'm not going to build the thing that the person just built, right? I'm not build I'm not watching it to learn how to uh build a, a a loft bed. I'm watching it to learn how to build things, you know. Sure. And whatever you yeah. pick up out of that I think is really cool and and in the long form uh in the long form format, you have the opportunity to get in depth into something i find you know you had made the comment on some of my stuff from before it's like you're like a 20 second educator and that's hard right really hard Uh, who was the famous author that said you know i apologize for its length it would have been shorter but i ran out of time (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like it's it's a lot harder to make uh writing or to explain something in fewer words than it is to use more. Um, Same with video. I think, you know, you can chop things up into really short segments, but what you end up with are these little sound bites or these little, um, and that's a transition I struggle to make to like a YouTube format is because I am so used to that 20 second uh, random bit of knowledge for the day right here you right. go blah i think you tomorrow. would do great at doing that longer form stuff yeah um, because you're putting pressure on yourself to create content in these short bits which you're good at yeah. um, but sometimes it's fun to just let the camera roll and yeah and then and then come back to it later and uh what my process is is film something film my process for the day and then sit down that night and add it to my timeline in premiere and edit it. That way I'm not having to look down the line of, Uh, you know, at step 70 and think I got to go back to step one and edit this whole thing. Okay. If I'm, if I'm at step 65 and I'm, I'm edited all the way up to step step 65 when I'm performing 66, 67 and, you know, and onwards, I can clear my mind of all the previous garbage, all yeah, the all the steps that it took. Yeah, so um, that might be something you you would look into because something I'm I uh, I find interesting about your content is how well thought out it is. Oh, okay. You, yeah. you know, you you take a lot of time with yeah. it, and and not only in just the photo or the video or whatever you've posted, but also in the, the writing below it. You know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't probably too much there. <laughs> well, no, I, I think it's great because Instagram, it will, you, you know, like our attention spans are going like this, yeah. getting smaller, smaller, right? And TikTok oh, is like proving this and reels yep. on Instagram is proving this. Yes. But what I've found is that there are quite a few people out there that are actually reading 
Yeah. My long form stuff. Cause I'll, I'll do voice to text on my stuff on Instagram yep. and I'll just, da, 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 and I'll let mm-hmm. him do a paragraph of whatever. And the photo may not have anything to do with what I said in the text and people have read it and were responding and to responding. it down in the comments. Okay. So I think That's it's good something. to know. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think it's, I think folks are, we're shifting how we, how we consume it and what we consume. And I think that another thing that we're seeing is um, we're seeing it change marketing significantly. Right. And I look at, at least in the woodworking space at the number of creators um, that are fairly recently, the past handful of months now partnered with brands, partnered with tool makers um, uh, that, you know, that number climbs every day and, and it makes perfect sense why it climbs. This is the new platform. There are no, or there are fewer TV commercials, right? My, my boys at 10 years old and five years old almost don't know what a TV commercial is, to be honest. And that would probably shock the hell out of some people. Um, but they've never had cable TV, you know, but my youngest Sam, who really enjoys YouTube for kids, he knows all about what it means to be sponsored. <laughs> you yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and he knows all about that. You know, that that kid got free toys from a company because of the money, the videos he makes, you know. So it's in, it's just a whole different landscape, um, which is kind of neat. That's the thing about uh, when Empire approached me. You yeah. Know, they're, they're, they, they reached out in a way that was very like, hey, we'd like to work with you. Uh, you're not a huge channel, but we see the potential. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, and here's like a list of all the people we work with. And these are guys that I know and, yeah. um, that I trust. And then they're like, and let us just send you some stuff so you can play with it. And then yeah. you tell us if it's good quality and we'll, and then we'll kind of go there from there. Yep. So that's the best way to start. It really is. There was no pressure. It was just like, Hey, we want to send you some stuff. Yeah. And you know, they're talking about putting, um, belts in kits and my kits oh yeah for the, yeah know, like one free belt with every grinder you buy perfect Just, you know it's kind of like a drug dealer will give you one yeah. free one you know but you know guys start into some of these relationships without ever even trying the product oh you know dude, I, and I, I, I would refuse no yeah i i just i can't do that i you know i've seen a lot of folks you know and i'm always very open like yeah send me some stuff i'm not i will not agree to anything until i actually try it and if yeah. you're not willing to take that chance and send me something then i'm sorry i just no, it's your I'm reputation gonna... on the line yeah i mean yeah. If you if you endorse a product and it's garbage yeah uh no, you're, people are gonna tell you about it and then you know yep. you have to now go back and have an awkward conversation with that sponsor nah, it's not and worth it's it not worth it so yeah. uh the guys at empire did that they sent me a whole bunch of stuff and um i'm super impressed with it their ceramics are amazing um nice. you know i i i think they're just kind of like they're the a lot of the guys they sponsor like um uh justin voss who is a, mm-hmm. a youtuber welder um he he doesn't do a lot of two by seventy two stuff, so they're really trying to get into the two by seventy two space. Yeah, which um, I'm actually surprised I haven't been approached before. You know, yeah, my, really. You know, it was it was like I all these um, I have people from the companies who have 
follow that do follow me on yeah. not just the company, but like the the owner of abrasives companies, but no uh-huh. one no one has ever offered to sponsor. Uh, yep. So this is the first one, which you know by the sometimes way, it's just great putting two and two together, and people realize you know companies realize. Um, Oh well, like I never would have considered that person, or did you know, or or that they are open to doing that. You know, yeah. um, your your stuff doesn't come across as brand heavy at all. You know, and so sometimes I think it's you know there are some of some guys that you watch and and you know they're they're working a lot of angles and a lot of deals. You know, all of a yeah. sudden a guy's shop fills up with brand new tools, and you know, two of them are thousand dollars or more <laughs> you know you start watching yeah. that going holy yeah. hell yeah where, where did all those soul. festool tools come from you know? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah 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 I, yeah I know a couple of youtubers that i we started at the same time and they kind of went in that direction yeah and um i had lunch with one of them he came down to naples he was, he was like just kind of a happenstance thing and he called me up and he's like hey you want to have lunch i said sure and um he said that Festool, I won't say who it is, but he said that Festool yeah. basically just a truck showed up filled with tools yeah. and just offloaded every it's single amazing. Festool you could imagine at his doorstep. And he's like, yep. I never pay for abrasives. I never pay, pay for yeah. tools. And, but, you know, and it's amazing, you know, but, but those are great tools, get, you know. Yeah. And it's easy to get frustrated at that. And it's easy. I think, I think the, that whole, the market or not the market, but the landscape of social media that we operate in, um, it's really easy for anyone to look at that and and get frustrated, right? That here I am in my workshop, I do the same work as that person. Why the hell is he getting all those tools? Or to say that it somehow influences uh, the content that we put out uh, to where it's all biased all the time. You know, I was talking to a, another creator about this last night, actually, who, uh, put out a video recently about a, uh, about a tool, um, and, and had the opportunity for it to be a paid video from the company that made the tool, right? They offered to pay him to make the video uh, to put it out there, and he refused. You know, he said, no, I, this is, I'm going to review your tool. You can't pay me. You know, I, I start. what do I start the video? Like this, this uh, you know, this video brought to you by the company that made this tool, I'm going to tell you, is so great. You know? Like, no bias here. That. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, he's like, that ain't going to work. Yeah. So he's like, I, you know, he like, said, I was very, very intentional about not, he said, and I always am about my review videos that I, that I don't want them to be paid for by anyone, right? Sure. That's not going to work. But he said, it gets really frustrating people throwing, you know, throwing rocks at you when you are that intentional about it. He said, sure, I got the tool for free. It's a pretty expensive tool. He said, that's going to influence me. And I realized that at some degree I can be a bit, I can be biased, but if you've even seen that tool operate once, you're just as biased as I am, right? So I think it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting place to be as a creator that I don't think others have found themselves in, in marketing much, you know, 
nobody criticized the Mikey, the kid that ate Wheaties, you know, saying, oh, that Mikey, he got paid a lot of money to say he loves them. Yeah, right. Well, but <laughs> you know? I think in that game, like the commercial space, w- there was a clear divide. You know, right. we, we, we're and watching TV. There's a, there's a break. Then we get the sponsor that the people there talk about. Now it's all kind of blended together. In fact, back then, even like even 20, 30 years ago, product placement was a thing and it's it, yeah. it happened all the time in TV people shows. People don't realize how much it probably did. You it's know? everywhere. It's a Truman yeah. show, you know, the movie yep. Truman show, remember when they were talking yep. about the yep. coffee yep. and she's like, Oh, this coffee's great. And he's like, who are you talking <laughs> yep. to? What, is, what the hell is going on? Uh, <laughs> right. So when, when we talk about the products that we use and what we've got going on, look, you're going to be in your workshop anyway. You're going to be yeah. using abrasives. You're going to be using tools. Wouldn't you rather hear it from somebody who's trustworthy that you trust, to, exactly. that you trust to say like, hey, this is the stuff. A great example yeah. is um, I'm a member of a, a Facebook group called Shop Hacks. It's okay. a great group. It's like it's just yeah. a bunch of guys talking about workshop stuff. Somebody posted um, a thing on there. Since Black Friday's coming up, I want to invest in an, a whole brand new set of cordless tools for my workshop. Okay. What do you suggest? Huh. I mean that thing that post was yep. up there for like ten minutes at 170 comments. Oh, and bet. It was everybody's just, got opinions. Everybody's got an opinion. Which, by the way, I learned so much from those I'll comments bet. because people are talking about Dewalt versus Rigid versus Milwaukee. Yeah. You, you know, Bosch. Yep. You know, you got all these things. But see, the names that were at the forefront: Ryobi, Dewalt, yeah. uh, Milwaukee, and. Um, Oh, what's the other one? Um, Rigid. Rigid. Rigid was, th- these yeah. were the four that kept coming up because these uh-huh. are the ones that would be considered uh, tools that would be readily accessible to, say, somebody walking into a big box store. Sure. Right. Yep. So you walk into a Lowe's, a Home Depot, wherever you can buy these tools. Funny enough, Craftsman never came up, which I think is yeah. kind of fun. I mean, a few people did, but, you know, they're all pretty much made in the same place now. Yeah. What I learned was Rigid has a three year warranty. Mm-hmm. And a lifetime on their battery, I think. Lifetime on the battery, three-year warranty on the actual tool. Yeah. So if it breaks at any time, you send it back, they replace it. Yeah. Um, and I, what I also learned was how dissatisfied people were with DeWalt. Yeah, I, more so lately, it seems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, but for the most part, people were saying Milwaukee was definitely worth the money. You know, I they were so. saying there it was definitely worth it. But the the argument from, hey, look, you, for about half the price, you can have rigid tools with an yeah. amazing warranty. Right. Or you can buy Milwaukee tools, which are, you know, uh, great quality, but they don't have the warranty uh, already kind of put in. So it was just it was just like you had to pick. You had to go. All right. Do I want right. you know, what? How much money do I want to spend? Um, I find that those conversations to be so valuable and in the marketing space of influencers, when we're talking about things like, you know, anybody wants to give us stuff like isotunes, for instance, they're, you know, they gave us headphones, they sponsor the show. It's a great friggin' product. It is. I would never accept this if I didn't think it was an important thing uh, to have in your, how many sets of isotunes headphones do you have? I have three. You have three. I have four. Four, okay, I have so four. You have four. <laughs> you have four. I have two. I have three. And yep. I've got different versions of them. And yep. I'm like, 
you know, and I didn't, they weren't all given to me, by the no, way. These were I the know. ones I purchased, right? Exactly. <laughs> and the first time I heard of Isotunes was from April uh, Wilkerson. Wilkerson, yeah. She's probably right. one of the first ones that I saw, yeah. saw have them too, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, right? So. But they're just, and, I, and t- coming back to what you said earlier, to me, I, uh, two things. One, yes, I would love to hear it from somebody I know I can trust. Um, there are people in the space that, maybe are less trustworthy and that's unfortunate you know um we can't control everybody that's creating maker content um but for the most part i think if folks are at least a little cautious they can tell pretty quickly whose whose opinions are probably carefully considered and whose aren't yeah. you know who's who's taking the money and running and who's not um yeah no doubt uh but but also like I look at it too, good for that person, you know, that you're able to do that and get money or get tools or, um, because I, I know a little bit about the time it takes to put together that content and to be, um, creating and sharing and, and all of that. And, and I also, I guess I always try to bring up to folks like the value that you're getting out of it, even if you completely disagree with it. Right. Like you may completely disagree that I get a tool for free, but you, you're still like, think of what you've learned from the content that I've put out. It's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a give and a take. Um, and it's the, it's the future of marketing. I think, you know, when I look at my analytics in Instagram, and I look at the seven day stats and the number of accounts that you reach in seven days, right? Even at a pretty small account, um, you know, it's it's in the hundreds of thousands a week. And so it's a gold mine for trying to tell people about anything, whether sure. that's tools or politics or religion or whatever. Um, that's what the platform is. Uh, yep. So some of us are going to use it. But yeah, it's always, I think... It's always interesting debates to get into, and we probably slipped, went from thankfulness to griping about people, griping about tools. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> it's all about integrity. That's the way I look at it. You know, there you, you go. Absolutely. You can, you can, I think you can pick, you know, obviously we pick the people we listen to yeah. by who we identify with. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, there's always going to be, there's always going to be the, the, the wolf in sheep's clothing out there. And, but you're more empowered now as a consumer than you've ever been. Yes. You know, so if you can think about it, 25 years ago, I would walk into a hardware store. I would have a handful of choices of things that I could purchase in the tool department. And yes. those of those handful, there was absolute no way for me to determine which one was better than the other one, other than the opinion of the guy working there. Right. And now I can go on Amazon or on any tool review place, YouTube, Facebook, and I can read the opinion of hundreds of thousands of people and their, their firsthand experience. Now you don't buy anything that costs more than 20 bucks without at least Googling it. Absolutely. Right. And seeing what the first three things are. I even do this with wine. If I'm buying right. wine, yeah. I walk up and I scan the label with this fancy yep. app I have. That'll tell me like, if, nice. you know, who liked it or not, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's the, the environment we live in. So there's no excuse. Like when no. people say I got ripped off or whatever, it's you're right. You Ignorance really don't have- about a subject today 
uh, is a choice, yeah. right? You, yeah. you have to choose to be ignorant about something today because the choice to not be ignorant and to be educated uh, is so simple uh, and, and, and information is so available uh, in multiple formats, right? If, if you like to read to learn, if you like to watch to learn, if you like to do to learn, uh, there are more classes, there are more, there's more audio content and there's more written word than ever before. Um, yeah, it's it, that, that you make a choice to not learn how to do things basically. Right. So would you say that you're thankful for the information age? I, I am. I, oh, I, I would not, want to live in i think any other time period i you know there are those that like to reenact the old days and uh those that dream for the future and to me this this is this is it i don't i don't i don't want to go forward or backwards i think it's just such a cool time to be alive right i totally agree we haven't completely screwed up the planet yet yeah right so we still have time to reverse it uh, we are in a technological slingshot fueled yep. by uh, dinosaur squeezings. And, uh, you know, we are <laughs> yeah. we are just uh, the way I look at it is I'm totally on board with what you said about about being alive in a time frame where the little guy has the opportunity to have a voice. So yep. now we're guys like us who, you know, would never have an audience um, unless, you know, of course, luck were to have us go into, uh, you know, working in television or something like that. But yeah. the opportunity there was so small too, um, to be able to create, um, content and, and share and enjoy that space with other makers and make friends on the internet from thousands of miles away. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm a hundred percent grateful for it. So I am going to say that this is the, end of the show because it's a it's it's an hour 11 it's thanksgiving day heck yeah or Go maybe you're football. listening to it on friday Show after you're all like you know in a food coma but hopefully you get some time in your workshop right heck yeah and because that's the thing about thanksgiving is it always falls on a thursday so you get that yep. thursday off and if you you know you work for somebody that believes in taking that friday off which my office we always do i am 100 percent. i took the whole week off you took the whole week i like <laughs> i it. did i like it because you have family in town right Is that, yeah i got family in town and um when you work in wildfire uh you don't get much time to take off in the summer so you get some leave banked up around the holidays so <laughs> that's nice summer's fire season yeah that's that is true that is true so ben well, i'm thankful for you i'm grateful to have you on the show as always I and i hope you have, have you. Uh, a wonderful thanksgiving meal with your family and you enjoy some spirits or whatever it is you enjoy and and uh and uh we'll we'll catch you on the next episode yeah i appreciate you having me on and hope you guys have a great turkey day as well we will definitely we tapped a fresh keg of beer, so. Oh, hey, what's the what is the what is the keg? What is it? Uh you know it's interesting. I bought a uh, German Oktoberfest back in October because we were how we were really craving Oktoberfest, and came to find out that I needed to get a specific uh, coupler for the darn thing that I had never seen in my life. It was a type A 
keg coupler that are pretty tricky to find, believe it or not. Only two listings on Amazon for them, which I consider that to be a rare part at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to buy a new keg coupler, so that took a little while to get in. It is, um, oh golly, what is it called? I'm drawing a blank. Starts with a P, and it's a German brewery. Um, is it the girl with the uh, uh, St. Pauli's uh, not girl? Not St. Pauli, no. Um, oh, it'll come to me. But anyway, that's the keg that October I finally Fest got. Oktoberfest in November. Yeah. All right. I'm into <laughs> it. I'm into it. Well, listen, enjoy that and uh, yeah. and and have uh, have a fantastic Thanksgiving. It was such a great time chatting with you. And Absolutely. as always, thank you so much for listening to the Work For It podcast right here on the Makery Network. Uh, if you are interested in following through any of our um, comments on Instagram, you can go to my feed, house underscore underscore work, and you can read all of the comments and click through to all of those fantastic makers who were tagged in today's show. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. The links will be down in the show notes. And as always, my name is Brian House, and I'm telling you to work for it. Ben, we'll catch up with you on the next episode. Have a good one, y'all. All right. You too. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.